This is Reverend Kirk Lawton, minister at Ocean Lakes Family Campground, and this is our podcast. Our prayer is that this message may enrich your life as you find God especially meaningful to you. Thank you for worshiping with us. Last Sunday morning, we thought together on the subject, faith that does not save. We saw that there are several kinds of faith, which though they were commendable, yet could not be called saving faith. We mentioned blind, unreasonable faith, misplaced faith, faith period, none of which is saving faith. The conclusion of what we said last Sunday was that faith which saves had to be faith in the proper subject or object. God as revealed in his son, Jesus. Now today, I want us to pursue this matter even a bit further as we look clearly at the faith that saves. I'd like to read a passage of scripture, Acts chapter 16. I want to begin with verse uh, 25 and, and go through verse 31. This is a story of Paul and Silas who were jailed. Here's what the scripture says, Acts 16, beginning with 25. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the innkeeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we're all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's what Paul said to this Philippian jailer. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want someone to take these words this morning that are used to describe our Savior in Paul's answer. I believe by unlocking some of the meaning in these verses, we can get a pretty clear picture of the faith that does save. First, let me say that I believe that safe, uh, saving faith means believe on him. That word believe underscore highlighted in yellow. Many times we've talked about this word believe. We've so emphasized the spiritual aspect that I fear we tend to lose some of the literal meaning of the word. To believe means to give mental agreement to an idea. It's like looking at two plus two and agreeing this is four. You accept that as true. In terms of Christ, you're willing to believe and you honestly do believe that Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one from God the Father. This word Christ has a corresponding word in the Old Testament. It is Messiah, the one who was expected to come from God in heaven as the one who could show us the Father. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. So the Christ, the Messiah, was the one who pleased God the Father and so it stands that if we're to please God, we must be like Christ. 
Jesus did not lay down an elaborate system of rules to be followed. He just said, follow me. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the word believe is an important word. Let's move to another word. The word is trust. Trust him as Savior. Faith in the Lord means not only belief in the mind, but also means trust in the heart. And there's a great difference between belief and trust. Belief may be faith in an idea. Trust means faith in a person. Yes, I can believe that two plus two equals four, but I trust my friend. Belief is an opinion about God, but trust is reliance on God that brings an experience of fellowship with Him. In terms of everyday experience, let's say you get sick and go to the doctor. He gives you a prescription. You take that bottle of medicine in your hand. You read what it says on the label. You really believe that it'll cure you. But if you fail to trust the doctor to the point of taking that medicine, you have no chance of getting well. The faith that saves includes belief, but also involves trust. We're to trust Jesus as Savior. This is what the word Jesus literally means. You remember what the angel said just before the birth of Jesus? Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The trouble with too many of us is that we're not ready and willing to believe that he can save. We say we are ready, but we're not willing to re enough to pattern our lives after his demands for us. We're afraid deep down if we really go all the way with Jesus, he's going to let us down or hurt us or be, we'll be disappointed. We really don't trust him. These people are rather like the person who had just had his first airplane ride. When he came down, somebody asked him how he liked riding in an airplane. He said he didn't like it at all. And he was asked, why? He said, well, that thing was so flimsy, I never could let my whole weight down on it. <laughs> Some years ago, Dr. John Payton, a missionary, was in the process of translating the Gospel of John into a native dialect among the people he was working with. He could not find a proper word to translate believe, which occurs more than 90 times in the gospel. Then one day a native worker came into his office. He sat on the chair, putting his feet on another, and he used a native word which meant, I am resting my whole weight on these two chairs. When that word that was the word he needed, he said, for that word, believe. So the missionary went back to his work, and he used this word, which meant, I'm resting my whole weight upon. And when he came to John 3:16, here's how it read. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever rests his whole weight upon him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Or as Paul told the Philippian jailer one night, rest your whole weight upon the Lord and you can be saved. This means you're going to put all your eggs in one basket. Unless you really trust Jesus as your Savior. Although you may say you believe in Him, yet you do not have faith that saves. 
belief and trust. These are two of the doors of faith by which we can enter into the meaning of salvation. But there's a third yet. We must not leave this third out. And that is obedience. Obey him as Lord. One man said, I know I'm saved, and so I don't intend to bother myself about doing all those things you preachers are always talking about. The minister asked, well, but how, how can you feel so certain about your salvation? Well, the man said, don't you know your Bible, preacher? It says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Now, I believe on Christ. I'm saved. Now, I don't intend to give up those things that give me a good time. Well, any person in his right mind knows that he cannot just live any, every way he wants to. Then on Judgment Day, quote this one verse and hope to have eternal salvation. Not the way it works, is it? This person who feels that way will come to a rude awakening when the Lord says to him, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, not everyone who says he believes shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. I don't think that man would like to hear that verse. The word Lord really is a big word. It means power, authority, mastery. The Jew called Jehovah Lord. The Roman citizen called his emperor Lord. The Greek slave called his master, his owner, Lord. So everyone who calls Jesus Lord is giving Jesus the same power that the emperor had over the citizen, which the master had over the slave, which Jehovah held over the Jew. It means that you give him the right of way in every question you have to decide, that you make him the master of your life. It means you'll let him control your conduct. Luke 6, 46 why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Engraved on an ancient slab in the cathedral of Lübeck, Germany, are these words, Thus speaketh Christ our Lord to us. Ye call me Master, and obey me not. Ye call me Light, and see me not. You call me Way, and walk me not. You call me Fair, and love me not. You call me rich, and ask me not. You call me eternal, and seek me not. You call me gracious, and trust me not. You call me just, and honor me not. If I condemn thee, blame me not. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God? Do you not trust Jesus, relying on Him to save you? But the third question is, is He the Lord of your life, your Master? We sang earlier a hymn, Trust and Obey. One of those stanzas that we didn't sing this morning in our service goes like this. But we never can prove the delights of His love until all on the altar we lay. For the favor he shows and the joy he bestows are for them who will trust and obey. I mentioned the beautiful life of Corrie ten Boom, the Holocaust survivor. 
when she came back to America, she was uh, did a lot of speaking, not only here in this nation, but other places as well, talking around the world, really, about God who sustained her during her imprisonment and who delivered her from the Nazi prison camp. During one of her presentations, she held up a lady, a white lady's glove. What can this white glove do, she asked. And then she went on to explain, this glove can do nothing. Oh, she said, but if my hand is in the glove, it can do many things. It can cook, play the piano, write. Well, you say that's not the glove, that's the hand in the glove that does it. Yes, she said, that is so. I tell you that we as human beings are nothing but gloves. The hand in the glove is the Holy Spirit of God. Can the glove do something if it's very near the hand? If it's the hand is in it, yes. But suppose if the hand is not in the glove, what can it do? Nothing. The glove must be filled with the hand to do the work. This is exactly the same for us, said Corrie ten Boom. We must be filled with the Holy Spirit of God to do the work that God has for us to do. Is your faith a faith that saves? It can be. If today you're willing to put your faith, your trust in Christ, if you're willing to obey Him and let His Holy Spirit fill your life like the hand in a glove. Oh God, we do pray for that filling of your Holy Spirit in our lives. We know that you have promised to come and reside within our hearts. But so often, Lord, we've said, yes, I believe, but we haven't shown it in our actions and our attitudes. Forgive us, oh God, for going astray. Help us to come back to trust in you and to lean on your everlasting arms for guidance for strength and salvation. This we pray through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.